Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. of freedom in this country. The Statue of Liberty's torch lights the way to freedom, showing us the path to liberty. And the American flag has stood as a symbol of freedom and justice for over 246 years. The bald eagle symbolizes strength, courage, and freedom of America. Our cracked Liberty Bell bears a timeless message that originated from scripture. Leviticus 25.10, proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. I learned something new. My dad's like all into history and everything. That was not a great subject for me. So I just learned this weekend that there's scripture on the bell. So I think our founding fathers knew what was up because they permanently inscribed the word of God on one of our symbols of freedom. And we honor the brave men and women that have laid down their lives in service to their country, fighting for our freedom. Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Marine Corps, Space Force, and Air Force. Thank you, Jesus. You know, freedom looks a lot like sacrifice. You can't have freedom without sacrifice. And there has never been nor will there ever be a more powerful, a more true, a more real symbol of freedom than the bloodstained cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Freedom isn't free. Mark 10:25 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. You know, the devil would love nothing more than to keep believers in bondage, Burdened, oppressed, feeling trapped in states of fear, anxiety, depression, stress, mental illness, you name it. Sometimes it feels like we're in chains and we're being held back. If you look down closely, though, those are not chains around your wrist. Those are those little kitty handcuffs that we all play with growing up. They've got an orange release button. It's a fake. It's a phony. It's an imitation. Why? Because the devil cannot override God. The Bible says that Jesus gave his life for a ransom. And you know, I looked that up so we'd all know what that meant. (laughs) Ransom means a sum of money or an other form of payment demanded or paid for the release of a prisoner. At the sacrifice of the blameless, perfect Lamb of God, Jesus, the chains of sin were broken and the bonds literally obliterated. John 8:36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. Now, I want to leave this scripture up just for a second. If you've been around my midge, who's not here for any length of time, you have heard her say, Indeed. That's like I learned that from her, indeed. And when she says something, 
followed by indeed. Midge means it, okay? It's like whatever she just said, you better bold it, underline it, capitalize it, and italicize it, <laughs> indeed. And you better listen to her first, indeed, because if you don't, she'll start speaking Italian, and unless you want to get out your Google Translator, you better just listen the first time, <laughs> right? Indeed literally means whatever I just said, I mean it. I'm emphasizing it. I'm bolding it. I'm underlining it. So let's look at that verse again. John 8, 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free. What? Indeed. indeed. So look at God. The definition of indeed literally means emphasizing whatever was said before it. And I love that. Because yes. just in case in a season of weakness or in a season of doubt, a child of God would read the scripture, scripture and question, does this pertain to me? Mm -hmm. He that the Son is set free is free indeed. Amen. There's no question. There's no maybe. There's no could it still be. Indeed, you are free. Amen. Amen. Say, Thank I am Jesus. free. I am free. Let's say it again. What is this, like Monday morning? I am free. I am free. I don't know about you, but when we really said I am free, I felt something in the atmosphere. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves that we are, in fact, free. Say it again. I am free. statements like that, declarations over your life, over your household, over your children, over your workplace, I am free. We are what we speak, we are what we think, and we can declare over our situation yes, freedom. First Peter 2.24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For those familiar with the story of the crucifixion of Jesus, we know that he said three words before he breathed his last breath. It is finished. And in Greek, I again, you guys, I'm just learning stuff all the time because I'm not like a scholar or anything, but if you just dig into the word of God, you find all kinds of things, but it is finished. If you look at the Greek translation, the word that Jesus declared from the cross is tetelestai. It was a common word of the first century, and it means something is finished or paid in full. When someone had a debt that was paid off, the creditor would really would literally write tetelestai on the certificate of debt signifying that it was paid in full. Amen. See, as a young person, when I read the Bible and I read it is finished, it was almost like, okay, it's, it's done, right? But what he was really saying was, our debt is paid in full. Yes. To tell us that. You know, we don't have to earn God's love. We don't have to earn God's forgiveness. Good or bad, Jesus died for all the sins of the world. Freedom isn't free, but Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. So for, that, for the rest of time until the earth passes away and we move on to be in eternity with the Lord, we are free. Thank you, Jesus. I am free. 
Say it with me. I am free. I am free. Jesus did not just come so that we would live, because we know that the wages of sin are death. He did not just come that, that so that we would live, but scripture says so that we would have life more abundantly. Yes. When we are born into the kingdom of God, and we repent of our sins, and we are baptized in the precious name of Jesus, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we become sons and daughters of the Most High God. And just like a good parent wants what's best for their children, God wants what is best for us. He wants us to live abundant and happy, joyful, successful lives in him by his grace and for his glory. And if you want a prime example of how different God, the creator of all, and the devil, the created, are, take a look at this. We don't have to do anything to earn God's love. God became man, and Jesus died for the sins of all the world. That means that Jesus even died for people that will live and die and breathe their last breath, never having given him glory, never having served him, never having admitted that he is Lord of all. The devil, on the other hand, won't give you anything for free. You've got to give him something for him to give you something. And there's a lot of people that have lost everything because they are trying to make a deal with the devil. God blesses his children because he wants to. There's nothing that I can do good or bad in this world that would change God. God is unchanging. And for some, that's hard to understand because maybe you grew up in a household where you had to be funny to get attention or you had to perform well in school and get good grades or do really good on the football field to get a pat on the back from your parents, to earn love, to earn acceptance, to earn recognition. But the beautiful thing about the love of God is even though I don't deserve it, I don't have to earn it. Isn't that amazing? He already knows how I'm gonna mess up tomorrow and he loves me anyway. He is love personified even on my bad days, even when I missed the mark, even when I could have done better, still he loves. God never changes. He always remains the same. And on the days that we get off track, there we can repent of our sins. It's that simple. And his blood washes away our sins forevermore. There is no exchange program with God, for God so loved the world that he gave. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. If we think about that for a moment, that's the kind of God that we serve. He gives without asking for anything in return. He gave because he loves. Freedom isn't free. It costs something, but Jesus, Savior of all, paid it at Calvary. First Timothy 2, 4 says, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, I once heard a man say that he envisioned this scene of himself in a courtroom where one by one, each and every one of his sins was brought up on a screen in front of a jury. And before he could explain or try to come up with an apology or an excuse, 
Jesus stepped forward and said, I already paid for that. The PowerPoint slide shifts to the next photo evidence, the next video clip, and there's no escaping it. He did it. Another sin, another time, another day, another year, and Jesus steps forward and says, I already paid for that. Thank you, Jesus. Freedom isn't free. It costs something. Mm -hmm. And Jesus paid it all at Calvary, a debt that I will never be able to repay. But Jesus isn't asking for repayment. He just wants us to love him. How easy is that? And to love our neighbors as ourselves. Which, you know, we could all do better on that because we like ourselves. Okay, let's love our neighbor. Like maybe say hi instead of just like driving and ducking. You know what I mean? Stop and ask how they're doing. But we've got to love our neighbors as ourselves. And you know what else we have to do? We have to use our mess for a message. And if sin has left us the scars, Jesus wants to help others going through the same storms, trials, valleys of shadows of death, and give them encouragement and hope that there's better. There's a better way. You know, some of the greatest messages I've ever heard have come from men and women who have made the biggest messes. A mess doesn't disqualify us. It qualifies us. Because God can use our mess for a message and our test for a testimony. So what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's hope. There's joy. There's peace. There's love. Everything that we need and all that we need can be found in Jesus. And that love conquered all at Calvary. Paid in full. And you know, maybe this morning you walked in here and you had forgotten that you are in fact free. Well, allow me to remind you that you are free. Let's just say it again. I am free. I am free. Again. I am free. Again. I am free. We are free. And you're not only free, you're chosen sons and daughters of the Most High God. So start acting like it. Start walking like it. Start talking like it. Remember whose you are. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? If you've gotten comfortable wearing the handcuffs of sin, God broke the bond. So you might still be wearing the bracelets, but it's time for you to release it all. You get me? There's a peace that involves you. God broke the chain, so you are free. But if you're still wearing the bracelets, take them off. If you're entangled, become untangled. Cut the cord, let it go, forgive yourself, forgive others, move on. We've got a race to run. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Let us lay aside every weight, ain't nobody got time, I can barely carry my purse, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and he despised the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Isn't it amazing that in the same verse where it talks about laying aside every weight, it reminds us of his sacrifice? 
because we're not meant to carry the burden anymore. We're not meant to carry the weight anymore, so let it go. Jesus endured it so we wouldn't have to. He bore our suffering at the cross, and he endured the pain and despised the shame, and he was innocent. Freedom isn't free. You know, people talk about the winningest coach of all time, the winningest this golf champion team, this, that, and the other. I had to look that up, too. (laughs) Winningest means having achieved the most success in competition. Well, allow me to remind you today that Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, will not only be the winningest, because just in case you're keeping score, Jesus is undefeated. He has never lost a battle. Never. Never. We give kudos and awards to people that are the winningest, and they've got their fifth giant ring that they can't even wear because it's so heavy. We serve a God who's not only the winningest, He's undefeated. Yes, amen. He'll forever be the undefeated God. That's the kind of God I serve. And I will not bow before anybody else but Jesus. I will not surrender to anybody else but Jesus. He is undefeated. He is King of all. He is Alpha, Omega, beginning and the ending, the first and the last. He which is and which was and which is to come. Almighty, most holy God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what I love? You guys, I'm telling you, the word of God is pretty awesome. You should get in there, okay? Psalm 37, 13. Thank you, Jesus. You know what the Lord does when he sees the wicked in action? He laughs. Oh. Psalm 37, 13, the Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. We may have days where we forget who we are, but never forget who God is. The Lord looks down at the wicked, anything that's trying to come against you, and he laughs because he sees the end from the beginning. And he knows that his day is coming. So I would invite you the next time that you face adversity to laugh. That's kind of like people are like, what? That's not a normal emotion. No, it's not, but I don't serve a normal God. So I laugh in the face of adversity. And Proverbs 31.25 says, Strength and honor are her clothing, and she she shall rejoice in time to come. But if you look at another version, she laughs without fear of the future. Oh, the trust in Jesus. And you know what? I've got a gnarly person at work right now that's like, excuse me. (laughs) He like copies himself on every email to me. What are you afraid of, bro? It's all good. And I have to remember to laugh because I am God's 
And if this is where I'm supposed to be, then I will endure. And either he's going to go or I'm going to go. But God's got it, so I'm just going to keep showing up. You go ahead and CC me on your email, brother. We're good. No problem. She laughs without fear of the future. We are free, and I will laugh without fear at the future because we serve a God who is undefeated. So guess what? We win. We win. We win. We win. You know, freedom in the United States of America grants us certain rights, certain, certain authorities, right? Freedom of religion, speech, press, assembly, petition. True freedom in Jesus also grants us certain rights and authorities. As sons and daughters of the Most High God, with faith as small as a mustard seed, that message, by the way, from Pastor, like four Sundays ago, where he talked about great faith and it's not how much, but just where it's at, that changed my whole whatever. Because guess what? Even if all you can muster today is the size of a mustard seed faith, as long as it's directed at God who can multiply it, you're going to win. It's what it's in, not how much you have. So as sons and daughters of the Most High God, with faith even as small as a mustard seed, we can speak to that mountain of depression, fear, loneliness, mental illness, financial burden, sickness, you name it, and say, be thou removed. And when you are truly free, you have authority by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's look at that verse again. That's good. Let's give him praise. Matthew 17, 20. So Jesus said to them, if you have faith, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Thank you, Jesus. Not like, 
No, you know what? I'm free and I have authority, so God bless America, let's do this. Let's start another day, okay? Nothing shall be impossible for you, so get excited about life, about what's next, about things to come, because you are free, and he that the Son has set free is free indeed. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.